What's up, ladies and gentlemen? This is Garrick from the Swift Coders Podcast. Before we begin this next episode, I just wanted to give a shout out to all my new patrons. So, in no particular order, big thanks to the following. Brian Mao, Kathleen Hang, Bobby Hendricks, Henry Lee, Guy Rambo, Spartak B, Daniel Inoa, Ramiro Lopez, Stephen Templeman, The Catterwalls, and Ginny Pennekamp. Of course, my five founders who I mentioned last time, Stephen Berard, Warren Hansen, Raghav Mangrola, Jeffrey Fulton, and Alistair Cooper. All right, big thanks again to all my patrons. I love you guys. And of course, without further ado... Hello and welcome to the Swift Coders Podcast, where each week we interview an amazing Swift developer about their experience with Apple's new open source programming language. We hear their stories, learn their tips and tricks, and try to leave you feeling inspired and empowered on your Swift Coder journey. I'm your host, Garrick, and today we're back with part two of my conversation with Stephen Berard. Stephen is head of mobile development at Event Farm, an experiential and event marketing platform as well as one of the main session leaders at swiftcoders.org. All right, cool. So now I want to talk about uh, Swift specifically and your experience with Swift. Um, and then I, I really want to focus on like your experience um, as a session leader too, um, you know, teaching sure. people Swift. So uh, you were doing Objective-C, you were doing Android, you were do doing Objective-C. Um, uh, Swift comes out June 2014. How much Objective-C experience did you have um, by that point? How many years? Oh, geez. Um, it was probably two years, two okay. or three years of Objective-C by the, by uh, the time. So out. you were working with Objective-C like professionally. You were yes. building apps. Um, so Swift comes out June 2014. Do you remember when it's announced? Oh, yeah. yeah was what's, like, you know, what's your reaction? What's going through your mind? What do you remember? It was a bit of shock and also um, a bit of skepticism. I, I was like, okay, they came out with this, but uh, how long is this, A, is, how long is this going to take to catch on? And, or B, it, will this really catch on? And so for the first year, I didn't touch it. Interesting. I, I kept. I had like a ten foot pole. It's like you know, no. I th this is cool, but not. I'm not even gonna mess with this yet. Uh, it wasn't until the watch uh, was about to come out that uh, I got my hands on it. Oh wow! And, and really, yeah, so that's like 2015ish, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I, I remember telling myself, uh, I'm not gonna buy the watch, the Apple Watch, until I write an app for it. And I wanted it day one, so I, <laughs> so so, so uh, Taylor and I uh, really put our, our heads together. We're like, uh, we want to do a watch, and he was he he's he's always pushed me uh, to go further that I'm comfortable with, and uh, he said, okay, we're gonna do the watch app in Swift, and so we wrote our first Swift code being that watch app, and uh, we got it on the store day one. Uh, which that's that's an experience. If you you know if you if you see Apple coming out with a platform, really try to get it out day one. We didn't do like amazing sales or anything, but it's just that process of you don't know what uh, what they're really asking for. I think I got rejected like five times, uh, oh, wow. <laughs> just like trying to fix problems that like we didn't know because there was no there was no guidelines. I didn't have a watch. I couldn't test uh, that you know we we didn't know about. So <laughs> that, that's an experience. I recommend doing that. So um, Taylor is your partner in Byteware apps? Byteware, yes. Yes, Byteware oh, okay, apps. Cool. That's awesome. So you guys are still working together. Yes. 
Yes. Cool. Uh, although we, we <laughs> he'll he'll listen to this and he'll chuckle a little bit because we haven't done anything in a while. Uh, he's he's busy with NASA and I'm busy with Pet Farms. So oh wow. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we we technically do work together, but uh, we don't do it enough. That's for that's for sure. <laughs> So you're learning, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, you're learning Swift, you're coming from Objective-C. What are you, are you instantly like kind of sold or are you still kind of skeptical after making this one watch app? I mean, to me, looking at you, it seems like you're a Swift lover now. So like, yeah. when do you sort of make that, that transition? So yeah, I was still a little skeptical, but um, right after that, I was like, okay, this is fine for a little watch app. I, I had just kind of realized like this is the future and so I said and this also looks pretty nice why don't I write one of our current apps or, or write the next app in in Swift and so we were working on a project uh, like a, a more advanced illegal, illegal dump site detecting app and uh, that we were going to release to consumers so a P2C type app instead of a B2B okay um, and uh, business to business is B2B, uh, B2C is business to consumer, so it's like everybody could use it. And, okay. um, and so we were working on that, and uh, I decided I'm going to scrap all, all the work I had done in Objective-C and just do it over again in Swift. And by the time I got to a working prototype, I was in love with Swift. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, so much more elegant looking, uh, removed a lot of the code, uh, that, uh, you know, just, just the error checking type code that I had. Uh, I was, I was getting far fewer, um, explosive bugs that you could find with, uh, uh, casting in casting pointers. Cause that's a very common thing you do in objective C. Uh, okay. All that kind of goes away. Not all, but a lot of that goes away with Swift. And so I, 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 I fell in love at that point, and I've been doing it since. So, are you guys using it at Event Farm? You said absolutely. Oh, okay. So, but you have some Objective C at Event Farm, right? Correct. Some of the code base. So when I came in, they were Objective C only, and okay. so we had uh, the check-in app was all Objective C, and I've been maintaining that. I still maintain it, uh, but we wrote the entire replacement with Swift. And uh, since I've been there, I've been, in, I've been pushing towards, you know, we need to get rid of tech debt and Objective-C is tech debt because Apple is not going back to Objective-C. You know, they're, they're gonna maintain it for a while, but all the new stuff is gonna be Swift. We better get on this train soon, get our training up to par, get our apps up to par, get our frameworks up to par and, uh, and go the Swift route. And so that's what we've been doing. How's that been going? It's been going great. Uh, yeah, it's all of our stuff is in Swift. Uh, it's cleaner, nicer. Uh, one thing is longer compile times, unfortunately. Right. <laughs> but everything else is, is fantastic. Uh, so we have um, a pretty you know, big Swift app, uh, and it was started with Swift 1, and we just did our Swift 3 conversion. The people who wrote it uh, originally... That must did, have been fun. <laughs> yeah, they wrote it like kind of in an Objective-C way. It, 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 really was, it was poorly done, and the, it's actually a mixed project because we have some Objective-C frameworks, and so the compile times are like five minutes. Um, recently, um, shout out to my coworker, Daniel Ainoa. Uh, he found this build time analyzer tool. Uh, you just like set a flag, in the build settings and it um, basically outputs like the time it takes to compile each file and the time it takes to compile all the functions in those files and this build time analyzer tool 
um, kind of puts it outputs it into like this form and it'll tell you like okay this file in this function in this file took like 40 milliseconds to compile and so what we started doing mostly daniel was refactoring those functions and like essentially saving us seconds tens of 20 of you know seconds per function and so he already saved us like two minutes. So that could be something you would look at. Yeah, so could potentially I, look at. Yeah, I actually did that when I I did something wrong one night, and uh, my compile time went from like one minute to like five minutes. Oh no! And I was like, "What on earth?" And and I I did some searching on Google. And I found that tool. But here's my question to you: That form that it outputs is like a hundred pages long. <laughs> <laughs> did you write some sort of uh, parser or did, did your coworker write some parser to go through and find the long compile times? So uh, I just remember it's this little tool, Build Time Analyzer. You open it up. It's like a Mac app and mm-hmm. it will list. Um, you can list it in different ways. You can list it like all functions um, oh. by time or all files by, by time. So I don't remember it being very difficult. I tried it on my computer, so I can link you. Yeah, to, I, I would to like tool. a link to that because that that's a more advanced tool than what I found. It, mine only output just just the file, and it was very very long, unparsed, and I just eyeballed it until I found the one file that I screwed oh, okay. up. Okay, yeah, so this guy, uh, this guy, I can't remember his name, Patrick Gusman, I think, or something like that. He, he's a, he's a, describes himself as a London hacker. Um, anyways, he he created it. It's, it's open source. I'll link you to it. But yeah, yeah, you like open it up and it's like a it's a GUI, you know, but pretty simple. Yeah, we should put so, that in the show notes. Uh, for sure. I'm sure there's people that want that. <laughs> yeah, okay. So yeah, compile times is an issue with Swift. I think if you're like just starting out, it's not really something to think about. But if you are, you know, if you're thinking about transitioning from Objective-C to Swift, like a big project, um, you know, maybe it is, or if like, you know, if you have a big project, it's something that you're dealing with. I spoke to some compiler, um, people that work on the Swift compiler. Uh, I think they might even work for Apple or maybe just open source, um, you know, community members. And they said that's like one of the number one things that they're trying to work on is like making the compiler faster. Yeah, that would be really nice. So uh, would you say that like now definitely is the time if you haven't done it yet, like uh, start learning Swift. Absolutely. You know, if you're if you're like learning Objective-C or you know Objective-C, like you should just be learning Swift at least. Yeah, it's it's, it's time. Uh, what's, we're on Swift 3. We're about to have Swift 4 probably in June. Um, I would assume I, that's when I release it. But uh, it's, it is time to get on the train. Uh, Apple's not, not going backwards. Uh, it's not turning around. Uh, all the new stuff is coming out in Swift. Uh, I understand large companies like uh, Snapchat and Facebook, uh, they still operate in Objective-C. Actually, I think Facebook may be doing uh, React Native or something like that. But um, yeah, there's, there's reasons they have to go to Objective-C. But uh, in general, uh, Stack Overflow is mostly, obje- uh, mostly Swift now. Uh, there, there are reasons to go to Swift, and it's if, at the very least, learn it um, for the fact that people are only going to be hiring Swift engineers, not Objective-C engineers in the future. So, so you're, you're head of mobile. That means you kind of have, it sounds like, some responsibility and some decision-making sort of authority when maybe it comes to hiring yep. other engineers. 
what do you say to, you know, what are your thoughts? Like if someone has only Swift experience, no Objective-C experience, like are they still hireable at, at a company like Eventform? I would rather that way than the other way around. Um, okay. Especially for, for Event Farm because all our code base, except for the app that we're about to sunset, is Swift now. Um, so I would prefer you to be a Swift engineer with some Objective-C experience than all Objective-C and no Swift experience. Uh, that being said, it's not too hard if you understand the basics of programming, uh, particularly if you understand design patterns. Um, all programming languages will follow the same basic patterns, and it's just a syntax thing. So, uh, I like I said, I would prefer somebody to be Swift, you know, to understand Swift to be able to get the ground running. But as long as you have a good programming background and understand how programs work, uh, it's not a huge problem. Yeah, for me, I feel like Swift is just, especially if you're like new to programming in general, Swift is just way easier to understand and like more approachable to kind of get your foot do uh, foot in the door, sort of like your your I don't know what what do they call it, get your feet wet, as yep. they say, like yeah. with programming. And then if you need to, you can learn Objective C. Like we have some Objective C libraries at Farmers, and uh, so I spent some time kind of working with them, and I even wrote some Objective C code. Hey. And so I kind of understood it. I was like, okay, I get it. It's like just totally different syntax. But one thing. It, I don't really understand yet, or I, I didn't need to really learn too much. Was like, you have this like header file, and then you have this implementation file, the .h and the .m, and like that is just kind of. I still miss the .h files. You know, you miss those. <laughs> oh, but I miss those the, so much. But Xcode generates those, right? You look at like the interface file. Yeah, I never look at that. Yeah, but you can. <laughs> I know you, you can. can. It's there. I know you can, but I never look at it. And what I loved about Objective C is you're forced to. It's like, uh, you know, forcing good habits, just like Swift does. Swift forces you to, you know, unwrap your optionals appropriately, right? Uh, yeah. And Objective-C, one of the things that you can speak really awesome about it is like it forces you to think about your interface to your, your uh, classes. And right, that's, your, public, your public interface. Your exactly. Interface, right? your pub yeah. Exactly. Yeah, totally. Whereas, whereas Swift, that can get lost. Like, I, I can put anything anywhere in my file. Like, it just, it just needs to go in here. I can... Yeah, I, and I just say public for the ones that are public and private for the ones that are private or file private. So, but so I think I think the, there's there's really good and maybe yeah there's some bad, but I think maybe the good out, outweighs the bad. Like it just makes it easier to kind of get started, and if yeah. like any of the really advanced stuff, it's kind of like the Mac. You know, like the Mac is easy to use, right? But that if you want to get advanced, like you can get sort of advanced with it. Whereas like uh, Windows or like Android, it's like immediately you, like all the advanced features are right in front of your face, like all the different settings and stuff like that. With Swift, it's like it's really easy to just get up and running. And then if you want to do like manual memory management or you need to do access control, like you can do that. Well, but you don't have to. I, I'm going to come to the defense of uh, Windows and Android a little bit. <laughs> Not that I love either of these platforms that much, but um, I'd say in, in all cases, they, they all these platforms have that. Uh, I remember because uh, okay. I grew up with Windows machines and... Heck, I, I never use the the terminal and uh, you know getting in there to, to do all the, the PowerShell stuff you can do in Windows. I mean that's pro level stuff that's that's hidden, uh, and I think Windows really did push push us forward in the way of uh, you know easy to use. Uh, you know the Windows button in the, the corner and the you know the, those kind of things. Um, Android also is fairly easy to use. Uh, my grandparents all use Android phones because it's easy and cheap. Uh, yeah. Whereas uh, they look at my iPhone and they think it's complex. So, Ooh, okay, yeah. all right. Bad analogy, 
But uh, <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Like Swift, it's kind of like easy to get going, and then like yeah, you so need to get into that advanced stuff. You absolutely, can't. and I Whereas think like Objective C, it sounds like you kind of had to do. It. Yeah, that that I agree with. That you do. There's a certain level of boilerplate that you have to do in Objective C to get running, and, and that you don't need to understand at all in Swift. Like it's there, uh, but and you could you could grab onto it, and you could you could do more with it. But like look at Swift Playgrounds. Uh, you can't get simpler than that. You just start writing code, and it yeah, you know, it has an answer for you right away. So even that has some advanced like features. Oh yeah, like, yeah, writing books, and uh, I saw some guy do like presentations because you can like link to other pages of your. Anyways, pretty pretty cool yeah, stuff. Yeah, I want I want to get better at that, for, especially for the meetup. Just like run through a playground and like have everybody have a playground on their their computer, and everybody codes along with me. That would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, totally. I agree. So speaking of the meetup, uh, with like our final sort of minutes, we're already at like the hour mark. I want to spend a good amount of time talking about your experience um, as a session leader, sure. because um, again, like I feel like you just really helped take uh, the, the meetup to the next level. Like you know, until you decided to like almost be similar to me in the sense of like I'm just gonna teach. It was really just me, and uh, I mean, I had meetup members, and they gave me so much positive encouragement. And without them, there was no meetup. But like, once you got involved, it was like, okay, like I have, we have like, Learn Swift LA on the west side, and I'm gonna do Learn Swift LA on the east side, and it's like we're really building something. And then Ragav comes, and he's like killing it. Like today, he just um, did this automated like Slack bot thing. That I like saw automatically that. and yeah, like he just automatically did that today. Where like or not automatically, he did it today. Where like people can get invited to our Slack team like automatically. He added like our own um, other Slack bot that he wants to like help with onboarding. Anyway, so like Ragav's killing it. Eman um, is leading sessions. Yeah. We have all these other people leading sessions. So I feel like you really helped take it to the next level. And so I want to to talk with you about your experience um, leading sessions. And so one of the main things that I wanted to ask you is. Uh, what what do you see like who do you see coming to the meetup um, I, you know I saw a very diverse group of people everything from like ha- have zero program experience to like I'm a working developer um, but I wanted to get it from your perspective like what do you see in terms of like who's coming to the meetup so I think usually it's beginners it's either the ones that have you know just put their toe in the water and that, or the people who, who see the water and they're like, I kind of want to jump into that. Um, and so that's usually like, especially when I first started, uh, that's what we had because it was Learn Swift and we called it Swift Basics. You know, we, we tried to be as clear as possible that we're going to start out really simple and then possibly ramp this up in the future. But right now we're going to start out really simple. And so we, it attracted a crowd of people that were you know, very new to, to Swift. Um, since then, uh, we've gotten some very uh, high-level developers at the meetup, and it, it's definitely not a majority, uh, but I've definitely seen uh, it, it could be the fact that we don't have more advanced uh, Swift meetups out here, but I've gotten some very, very advanced people in, in, the, in the sessions. Which is really awesome because the, what hap- what ends up happening is we talk about a very simple topic like uh, let's say constraints, uh, UI, you're, yeah, adding uh, constraints to uh, a UI storyboard, 
not necessarily simple, but a foundational thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, you need to work with constraints it, if you want to use auto layout. Okay. Exactly. So, you know, auto layout, it's something that's, that you're going to get into early if you want to make an app. Right. And we'll start out like, okay, you just draw the view out and then we put a constraint and this is what it does. And so, you know, the beginner's like, oh, that's really cool. That's what we're doing. And then somebody will say, yeah, but what if you did it this way? Uh, or what about that? And they'll ask like a more advanced question. And so okay. it's kind of like, in the sense, like the swift way of hiding the advanced stuff. Like we, we, we start very simple. And then like when somebody asks like a complex question for like five minutes, we'll get really complex. And so uh, we'll, we'll sort of lose the beginners for, uh, <laughs> for those five minutes. But, uh, but it's really neat because uh, even the advanced people are getting something out of this meetup uh, because we don't stop and say, oh, that's too advanced. We'll talk about that later. Although that has happened from time to time, if it's a really advanced question. But uh, usually what happens is we stop, we talk about that really quick, uh, go into a little bit of debate, and then say, okay, we'll talk even more about that later, but come back to what we were doing. And it starts start very simple again until somebody has a more advanced question and we talk about that for a little bit and then do something simple again. So everybody's getting stuff out of it. Um, what I find is even though um, an advanced person, you know, they might have all this experience, um, they might still learn something because there's another advanced person or even yep. a beginner who like the advanced person just isn't, they're not familiar with like the new best thing yep. maybe because they're doing it in their way that they've always done it. And they're like, if everyone's just kind of open, like everyone, everyone uh, ends up learning something. Yeah. It, another thing uh, we've been seeing lately is that people have been bringing their projects to work on during the meetup. So they'll, they'll come to the session to like learn the new thing, and then towards the end, they'll come, you know, approach me or Raghav or uh, Iman or something like that. And they'll be like, I've got this, you know, this really interesting question that I can't figure out. And then we'll spend like the last hour with them debugging that. Not, not in front of everybody else because a bunch of people have questions and that's kind of our networking time. And so uh, it's a way of, you know, for those more advanced people that have serious programming questions to get help. And Raghav, that's why he started the peer programming labs on the weekends, uh, devoted strictly to you work on your own project and we're here to help each other out. So if you need, you know, like I go to those, uh, he's there. We get more advanced uh, How people. was it? The first one was yesterday, right? The first one was yesterday. It was pretty awesome. How was it? Uh, we only had about seven people there, but uh, it worked. That's good for a Saturday morning. <laughs> yeah, seriously, start at nine. I, I, that's earlier than I get to work usually. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, it went really well. Uh, you know, we, yeah, it was really neat. We all sat around the same table, and if somebody had a question, you know, they'd come over to one of us, and and we'd go over and help. And if I had a question, I would yell across the table because I don't like to get up because I'm, I'm rude. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you know, it's uh, it was it went went really well, um, and uh, yeah, I hope we keep doing them. Yeah, so uh, Raghav started, uh, an, uh, I don't know if it's iOS or just Swift Peer Lab on Saturdays. The first one was yesterday. Uh, you guys met at Event Farm, right? Yep, that is correct. And uh, yeah, so the the name at least, you know, Raghav had the idea and I was like, oh, you should use the name Peer Lab because um, Ash Furrow wrote about this like Peer Lab concept and uh, I'll link to that. And so, yeah, that's really cool. Again, uh, you know, you guys... All of us together, um, Raghav too is like really killing it. Um, just taking it to the next level is really awesome. Okay, so I want to go back to you said um, you're seeing a lot of beginners coming, and that's really that's great. That's why the meetup exists is to create this space for beginners to explore this interest and potentially change their lives in a positive way. And but talk about like 
the who these people are like is it all the same kind of person all the same age and gender and background or is it a wide group of you know diverse group of people it's super wide um the one thing i will say uh is that it's it's mostly male uh we, we get very few females which hopefully this is a call out to all the females in la uh we need more female engineers we need that perspective um we have one that comes on a regular basis she's uh, writing a, a children's storybook in swift and it is amazing work and wow uh, i, I want to see more just just that perspective that uh i understand that i'm biased like i i, I hate to say it but like i grew up in a, in a male dominated uh field and i have those biases and so i need to get that perspective we need uh female uh, to to come in and lead sessions and I, I i need to see it from your eyes uh that's we need more of that we haven't had a female session leader yet we haven't and that's i wonder if we'll i wonder this is a call out to all of you <laughs> we need you uh, <laughs> we're desperate uh, uh, uh so what about like uh, backgrounds like uh, from my experience i've seen like younger people i've seen older people people that are like accountants people that are musicians like what have you sort of seen yeah uh, all sorts of socioeconomical backgrounds uh i, I think of what one, one guy's a nurse and he wants to learn programming um Oh, I can't think of his name right what now. About, <laughs> what about like uh, what about Forgive goals? Me. Like what are what are most people sort of wanting to get out of the meetup? You know, we always I don't, I don't know if you're still doing it, but like I would always want to ask the question like, what's your evil, selfish reason for being at the meetup? Like, why are you here, and how can we help you with that that goal? Uh, what are people mostly saying? I'd say that the cop out answer I usually get is I want to learn more, uh, and I want to learn into this. So like they usually don't, uh, I don't usually push them to to say more than they want to say. Uh, but uh, usually uh, it's it's they just they either they're they're not happy with their current job and they want to learn this, or they're just excited about this and and they want to learn it. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's great. I guess if I pushed more, uh, so so tell me at the meetup, uh, all of you listening, that uh, if you want me to uh, to push you more to, to talk more, I can do that. Oh, that's interesting. But on that subject, you started a new um, section, which I recently did at my one of my last sessions, um, the wins yeah. section. So that's good to start thinking about like getting the meetup members to get out get out of their shells more and to to talk more that's kind of one way is uh steven you you guys started this like win section yeah that, that's my um, favorite part of the meetup just bar none uh i you know we 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 start with intros and then we talk about hey what did you do in the last month that you're proud of it doesn't have to be programming but we like it to have that programming basis but a couple of people talk about getting married it's like that's a oh, wow. huge win like you know <laughs> that's awesome congratulations um and it's like we celebrate as a community uh for these things that you accomplished uh if you put an app on the app store i will buy it during that time so you should probably jack up your price or something like that before <laughs> before the meetup uh because I, I i've literally bought apps in front of everybody i will cast it on to the apple tv we'll go through your app and talk about it talk about the cool things that you did um it's it to wow. me it is the my favorite part uh, i would spend the entire meetup on that if uh if we had wins that could cover the whole the whole amount of time wow that's awesome okay so can you share some of the either the wins or sort of like you know you've been doing this now at least with with um you know learn swift la for almost a year like can you talk about any particular you know, um, you don't have to get so specific with names, but like just sure. anyone in general, like stories that you've seen someone progress from like w what they were a year ago, uh, you know, where they were at a year ago to where they are now. Sure. Um, 
Well, I can think of like I know Jay. Uh, he he was has been with uh, the meetup since the beginning as well, and I've seen him progress from uh, having an idea of doing a TV app to getting a sticker app on the App Store to uh, you know work. You know, he, he's he's working on more advanced apps now, and uh, it, it's really neat to see that which projects that he's working on. He's got a really mind-blowing app that he's working on right now that involves uh, interfacing with hardware so oh wow yes yeah, so, <laughs> i mean it's just a neat to see like uh you know we he, he was actually the first person i talked to because he was actually at uh ns coders or sorry the coco heads um yeah he was at the coco heads meetup with us and he introduced okay. me to you oh that's right yeah. yeah oh yeah yeah i remember jay was like because he really wanted us to meet in Santa Monica. He did, yeah. And I was actually sort of like anti-meeting in Santa Monica because <laughs> all the meetups are in Santa Monica. And I wanted to like meet up in sort of the east side where I felt like it was needed. Yeah. And he was like, dude, you got to do the meetup here in Santa Monica. Meet Steve. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how that went down. So like, you know, it's just neat to see his progress. Um, I, I remember there was one uh, striking one that, that hit me. It was like I remember one meetup. Um, uh, Jen came to it, uh, and he had some problems with uh, uh, table the table view and uh, getting the cells to resize themselves properly. And I helped him with that. I stayed e extra after the meetup to help him specifically with that that problem. And it was his first time coming to the meetup. The next time, the next time we had the meetup, he had the app at least submitted to the app store. Wow. And the, the, the time after that, it was on the App Store and we could download it and play with it. It was awesome to see that happen. Um, That's so cool. Let's talk a little bit more about that. Uh, you're saying it's, it's awesome to see that happen. So we're kind of talking about like, you know, kind of like the ex like the, the benefits or the consequences of like being a part of this. And so like when I first started the meetup, it was because I wanted to meet other people who were like me. Um, I, I actually kind of felt desperate, like alone, and I kind of wanted to meet other people who were like me that were yeah. also wanting to learn to kind of have this like support network. Yeah, because engineers are such an outgoing group usually. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so for for me, like the the benefit was like I was teaching people, I was getting positive encouragement, and actually, uh, Kathleen uh, recently asked um, during uh, Raghav's uh, meetup where he taught um, Katura like server side Swift, she was like why do you guys do this? Like, what do you get out of it? And I was like, uh, you know, like I like teaching people and, um, you know, I get positive feedback. Like, so talk a little bit about from your perspective, because I mean, we mentioned a little bit about like event farm and wanting to like get event farm, you know, on the map and that kind of stuff. But like for you personally, uh, you have a really good job. You're really experienced. Like you don't need to do this. Like, why do you do it? Um, and like, cause like, why should someone else do it? Let's say in, um, I don't know, some other city like Austin, Texas or something, you know? So uh, I know for me, um, it's a little different than other people because I've got other selfish reasons like, uh, you know, like a, a base selfish reason is that I'm learning more and that, uh, you know, I, I can hire people for cheaper than find, you know, getting a recruiter because that's how I found Ragov uh, was through through the meetup. But and then those are like, the, I'd say the base selfish reasons. Uh, the main selfish reason I, I do this is when I was a TA uh, teaching C, I had so much fun just just teaching people about programming because it's something that I love to do. Um, I'm proud of what I've done. I want other people to feel that. And so it's, 
it's kind of like a community service thing to me, but it's I, I definitely get good feelings from it. So it's not like I don't get anything out of it because I, I, I just love helping people. And in particular, I want I want the society to become more technological. Uh, and like I said earlier, I think we do not have enough engineers in this country or the world. Uh, particularly in this country. Um, I, I will say, going back to when I was getting my master's, I was the only U.S. citizen getting my master's in electrical engineering at the time. Wow. Um, most were not U.S. citizens. Uh, they were you know, from other countries coming in to get their master's, and then they were going to go back, back home. Um, wow. So it's, our country has got a dearth of good engineers. So it's, it's part of like my wanting to change the world that I want to learn as much as I can about, you know, programming and then give that passion and, and knowledge to our, the younger generations so that we can have, uh, have better when we grow up, you know, when we get older. Uh, quick side note. I love that you just said the word dearth. That <laughs> word was always used on the law school admission test, a uh, law school admission, test, the LSAT. And it's such a, <laughs> so yeah, dearth, like a lack of, right? It's a lack of, yes. A very, a very small, yeah, a massive lack of, yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, you, you're, you're basically saying that you enjoy like teaching. And I think, um, I mean, I totally agree. And I think what it is, is like, we're passionate about this thing. And humans love to connect. And when you connect with another person um, over something that you are both passionate about, or at least one person's passionate about, the other person's curious about, that level of connection, is, like you get that kind of a chill type of stuff. Oh, like absolutely. And stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what do you think, um, like can you speak, uh, speak to some other benefits maybe? Um, like why should someone do it? So you mentioned like the networking, uh, the teaching, just feeling good. Anything else? Like, uh, if, if someone's considering te- like becoming being a session leader or starting a meetup, can you think of anything else uh, from your perspective? I'd say the number one thing is if you want, like, just just the number one benefit you're going to get from being a, a leader for the meetup is that you'll gain confidence in what you do know, and you'll learn new things. So. Awesome. Uh, you you learn far more when you teach something than if uh, you just try to learn it through tutorials or something. Awesome, awesome. Okay, and then on the other side, like the meetup members, the students, so to say, the people who were uh, you know were teaching. Like, what do you feel like? What are we actually providing? You know, I kind of understand it from my perspective. Like, we're pro- you know we're providing this space for them to learn and like this community. What do you think from your perspective? What is it that we're providing? I mean, I think that's it. We got the community that uh, that we're providing, as well as hopefully interesting topics that uh, you know we guide you through. Because like we're different from other meetups, like, and I don't think many people realize that uh, that you know hear hear us talk about that on, on this on the podcast. But our meetup, we don't just have somebody in the front. Uh, walking through a PowerPoint slide lecture, which I've been to many meetups where they do that. No, like we encourage people to bring their computers and code during the meetup. So you have your computer, your de- your dev environment. Uh, you're learning from people who know more than you, which you know all all the really famous smart people out there say surround yourself with smarter people. So this is a way to surround yourself with smarter people. Uh, we are open to answering questions. And let's say you've got your own project and that you just hit a brick wall. We can help you get through that brick wall. Um, and, and that's, that's I think, what we provide. Awesome. 
Yeah, 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 totally. Okay, um, I, I know it kind of sounds like a commercial or something for like <laughs> starting a meetup, and like in a way it is. But like, I really just wanted to get your perspective um, and have that, you know, sort of have that recorded. Um, I don't know. I just get really awesome feelings, and uh, yeah, and I'm just so like honored actually to be able to share, like, share this with you, and um, I don't know, and just like really excited to like see where it all goes and like it's and it's just really to to help you know help other people and like i guess when you, like for instance when you like a band yeah. right you want to like share it with other yeah. people like check out this band yeah. right yeah. like to me that's kind of like what it is with uh with programming with swift well, another thing i i, I want to compare you know since we're doing comparisons uh, i want to compare this to working out um you know it's one thing to just go work out by yourself and some people are motivated enough to just stick to their workout routine and, and i'm I'm amazed at, that they can do that. Most people need to have uh, some sort of, you know, group, you know, at least a, a workout buddy to, to go with you. And I know that's when I've gotten my best workout routines is like when my buddy's there and like, I don't want to let my buddy down. So I'm not going to chicken out this day that we're supposed to work out. No, I'm going to go with them and, and we're going to do this together. So we're like your, your mind gym. It's like a <laughs> mind gym. Yeah, you got to work out uh, your brain like, too, right? It's like uh, helping uh, keep each other accountable. Yes. Yeah, that's really cool. So uh, what is the next meetup you're going to teach? Do you know yet? Uh, you know, or what? The, the next one we're doing is, let's see here, the last Wednesday is going to be Nikita. He's going to be presenting on Fastlane. Uh, wow. Yep. And uh, so Raghav actually set up our fast line at work, so I, I could I could speak to how awesome this tool is. Uh, it, it really helps with getting your stuff out to beta testers faster, and then actually onto the app store much easier than uh, than, than dealing with the old fashioned way. Uh, awesome! I haven't played with Fastlane. So Nikita is he a new session leader? Uh, Nikita is a new session leader. Uh, he's works for Disney. Uh, Whoa! Out, yep, and uh, so he's going to be coming out and uh, showing us that. It's going to be pretty, yeah, pretty awesome. And then the following, uh, I need to talk to Emil, but he's got a, a whole uh, a thing planned with uh, UI Text View. And so, oh, Emil's going to lead a session. Yeah. So yeah, Emil's awesome. He's been there from the from the beginning. Shout out to Emil. Yep. And uh, yeah, it's really cool, man. Really cool. I'm gonna check out that Fastlane one. And you know, we have the Swift Coders is doing one the next day, on um, the 28th. Um, like at Appetizer, we're gonna be talking about a multi-peer connectivity framework. And like, oh, that that's pretty awesome. cool. We have like, yeah, we have like two meetups in one week. We're like, we're pretty busy. We're pretty uh, busy. And I want to give a shout out to to Raghav again. I know I've been talking about it a lot, but he impresses. He keeps impressing me. Uh, during the peer programming thing, he talked to Alan, and uh, oh yeah, so we, Alan. Yes, yeah, so we met Alan for the first time on Saturday yesterday, and uh, he's going to be leading a session on uh, graphics and doing some cool graphics filtering um, in, in Swift. Awesome. Who's Alan? What's what's his deal? I I mean I I just met him. Uh, he's got a really interesting background in game development and uh, video processing, and wow. uh, he's from Canada and just recently moved to LA. And uh, hopefully we'll see a lot more of him. He's incredibly intelligent, and uh, he also does music. So uh, we're gonna try to get him to to DJ some of our parties at at Event Farm. Ooh, so, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Cool, cool. All right, awesome. Okay, so we have come to the end of uh, of this beautiful, wonderful, exciting 
uh, goosebump uh, creating uh, conversation. Uh, but before we go, uh, I have two things. Uh, I want to do a rapid fire section real quick. Okay. Sure. Um, so first question is, what drives you? Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, the the desire to change the world. I would say that. Wow. I know that's the, the can that's the canned answer for like anybody in tech, oh, but but really it's it. I, I feel like uh, there's very few ways to actually affect the world, and with what we do and the ability to get on the app store and get on the internet, uh, we actually have that chance. So I'm going to awesome. continue striving for that. Awesome. Desktop or laptop? Laptop all the way. Standing or sitting? Always standing. Ooh. Yeah, you, you, other people who know me uh, will laugh when they see me sitting because it happens, but it happens rarely. <laughs> Git from the command line or from the GUI or what's Git? Uh, I'm mostly GUI because I'm a very visual person, but there's certain commands that you really should do in the command line. Oh, cool. Okay, so when you're at the command line and you need to edit something, Vim, Emacs, or... <laughs> nano. Nice. <laughs> That's all I nice. use. I only use Nano. Uh, cool, cool. I, I probably should do more Vim, but uh, yeah, and Emacs is nice, but uh, Nano's everywhere, and it's just so it's so easy for me to get into. Awesome. Uh, testing or no testing? Oh, jeez. That's a that's a terrible question for me because you <laughs> you should test. You really really should. I don't do it enough. That's that's okay. my that's my. So if I'm making a yearly uh, uh, what's New Year's resolution? New Year, yeah, my New Year's resolution starting in March. Uh, <laughs> my New Year's resolution is to do more testing. Okay, well you're the head of mobile, so you can do it. Yeah, you know yeah. you just you just put your foot down and then that's true. just do it. That's true. I can lead a session on testing if you need to. Like I have a little bit of experience, like enough to get you started. Uh, UI testing, unit testing, XE test case, and quick, uh, quick and nimble. Yep. So I, I, I led a session on test driven development, which is kind oh, okay, of awesome. I guess I don't know hypocritical, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did. I led a session on test driven development, uh, but I would love to see the UI testing because I haven't done that at all yet. All right, cool. All right, now I want to pop over to your Twitter uh, profile. <laughs> and, uh, and my non-tweets. I don't tweet ever. I just consume on Twitter. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I tweet a little bit, but yeah, no, that's fine. Okay, so um, head of mobile development at Evan Farm, we know that. Proud nerd and beach bum. Can you tell us about that? <laughs> so uh, when I moved out here... Um, I, one of the main draws to coming out here is Event Farm's on Main Street, Santa Monica, which means we're a block away from the beach. And I'm, I'm really not joking about that. I My surfboard is in the office. and uh, Nice. You surf? Yeah, yeah. I will actually surf before work. Uh, what? Yeah, I'll take my surfboard, you know, get my wetsuit on, take my surfboard down to the beach, uh, surf for an hour or so, and then come in. We just moved offices, so we don't have a shower, but the old office had a shower, so I would take a shower and then just get go to work. Wow. So, yeah. Well, maybe one of these days you'll teach me how to surf. Sure. Yeah, it's a blast. All right, your Twitter profile picture. <laughs> Tell us about that. Uh, it's like it looks like a character, like car caricature, like gotta, but it's not. It's actually a real photo. I gotta look at this like, now. So how did you do that? Uh, What's going on there? Oh geez, I see you got your Apple Watch on. I think you yeah, your I, Adidas shirt. Like you just were exercising. Yeah, I think I just got done working out, and I needed a picture. I want to say that was a, a Slack picture. Okay. And I had just bought that was the first series of the Apple Watch, so Series Zero back when there were no series, and. Um, 
oh, geez. I remember Taylor was like, you need to have a picture. We got to put a picture on Slack. And I was like, all right. And so I took a picture like that. I wanted like thumbs up, just like, yeah, that's me. Like, and, and I wanted to have the watch in there. And nice. so, yeah, yeah. that's it. That's good. It, that's like classic Steven for me. <laughs> like, cause that you've had that since I've known you. So it's like, yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Okay. So, um, now that end of rapid fire uh now uh the last two bits uh where can people contact you online i uh, i think the easiest way is twitter um because okay, awesome. i i do get on twitter and read it like multiple times a day i never i almost never actually tweet stuff but uh if you direct message me i will see it there um there's also another great place to get to to meet me is on the slack uh our swift coders slack uh channel channel is it awesome. channel or yeah Team. Yeah, yeah, team. yeah. Team, Slack team. Uh, we're trying to keep it LA only. I don't know. Maybe we should create like a global one. Uh, well, I'd know. say globally, you can. Yeah, we can make a global Slack channel, or or you could just re- reach me on Twitter, and that's yeah. at S W Berard. Uh, that's like Saint Bernard without the N, so B E R A R D. Cool. All right, awesome. And last but not least, one piece of advice for people learning Swift. Go. Don't be afraid to cheat. <laughs> well, I haven't heard that one yet. What does that mean? So, you know, they teach you in school that, uh, you know, don't cheat, don't cheat off your neighbor and all that. But the reality is when you get into the work world and you get into this world, uh, don't be afraid to look at other people's code and, and steal good ideas. Um, Awesome. Now, obviously, give it attribution uh, if you you know if you're using some of stuff. So, like if you're using pods, make sure you respect those licenses and whatnot. But the reality is, especially when you're learning, cheat all over the place. Grab other people's code, learn it, look at it. Uh, don't don't just uh, yeah don't don't just uh, be afraid to do that. Don't don't listen to your teachers in school because uh, out here we learn from each other, and uh, that's the best way to do it. Yeah, I think that's great advice, and especially to like attribute the the person that you're you know learning from, you're getting the example from. Uh, I, 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 it's good to be reminded. There's so much good code online, yeah. like open source projects. So when I was learning Swift scripting, I used uh, John Sundle's mm-hmm. um, Swift Plate as like a great example of like how do you do scripting in Swift? And li- and I created my own little command line tool. It's called Make Repo, and like on that repository, I said, thank you so much to John Sundle for like a, an amazing example. And like, I literally used his functions nice. like word yeah, for yeah. word. Um, and there really is nothing wrong with well, that. If you look at all our technology, all of our technology is built on somebody else's work. I mean, right. we, we, nobody built something by writing assembly code all the way up to writing the GUI. No, it's somebody wrote the assembly code and somebody wrote the in-between code and the middleware and then somebody eventually wrote the GUI. I mean, it's we build on top of other people. And so don't be afraid to do that because that is how society grows. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. Standing on the shoulders of giants, as they say. Exactly. All right. Well, Stephen Berard, thank you so much for coming on the show today, for telling us about your amazing journey uh, going from the logo turtle, <laughs> then like not really being interested in programming specifically, more interested in like compute, uh, sorry, video games, and then like kind of studying computers in college, but then, you know, switching, uh, switching your major, I guess, so to say, and, and getting into like Actually, you kind of like stopped going to school and you were like you worked as a salesperson and then you like started selling insurance and then you like talked to this guy and he's like, go get a degree and you study finance. 
and then you, I guess, like you started working sort of with that degree, but then started doing technology related stuff uh, in those, you know, in those jobs. And then you decided, like, I'm having a really fun time solving these problems using software and like making my own programs. I'm going to go back to school. You talk to the dean. He, uh, you know, tells you to get a master's. You do you, you, know, you do that. You um, end up taking the iOS course because your professor like wanted to learn it, too. And you create these like businesses and you you get a client to make this uh you know dump site you know app um and and you then you do like android in the navy while you're doing ios and then you end up at a vent farm and you know now you're just you're you're head of mobile at, at a vent farm even though you you weren't you know studying you know doing programming since like you were five you know it's a really inspiring story and you're one of like the main session leaders um for Swift coders, like teaching a lot of beginners, making a, making a very comfortable, like welcoming educational space for people to explore like their interest, uh, potentially change their lives for the better. Uh, just really awesome. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing that with us and for, and for being who you are. And I look forward to, to just continuing to, to see where this goes. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, Garrick. Uh, and thank you for providing this opportunity for me to give back. I, th that's... That was a true gift, and I appreciate it every day. And that's the show, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed listening to the Swift Coders podcast. Feel free to share the show with a friend, leave a review on iTunes, or recommend us on Overcast. If you have any questions, comments, or just want to say hi, contact me on Twitter. Until next time, go swiftly, my friends.